This week in our continuing Enemy Within series, defeating the cultural revolutionaries with street smarts. Over the last weekend, we saw a new line of operation emerge on our side, the American side, in the war the so-called peaceful protesters of the Marxist Black Lives Matters have started against the idea of our country, America. A Marine combat veteran named Jesse Kelly fired the first rounds, effectively striking multiple targets, placing the Marxists on the defensive with his attack on the Ivy League universities and really the entire university system. You see, the hashtag cancel Yale offensive, as I'm calling it, demands the elimination of Yale University in all its regalia because surprise, surprise, Elihu Yale, its founder, was a wealthy slave trader. We've got an exciting show, so stick with us on the Rob Beta Show. What? Yale University was founded by a slave trader? That is correct, and things are even worse than that. The university was originally funded, and its endowment was started using profits from the slave trade. Well, these facts really expose the Marxists for what they are, hypocritical and power-hungry. These violent people stoking insurrection, no, I will not call them protesters, began their monument campaigns by removing Confederate monuments many built as reconciliation measures for the country's reunification because they fought a war to defend slavery. Their propaganda answered genuine citizen concerns by explicitly shaming those of us who questioned wiping out of history and removing monuments to U.S. veterans. Yes, people, the USA made Confederate U.S. veterans in the 1930s and saying we were crazy conspiracy theorists that no one was ever going to go after non-Confederates like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and the like. Well, reality matters, folks. And in these last weeks, monuments to all of these people have been destroyed, not to mention even Abraham Lincoln, who freed the slaves, and U.S. Grant have had their statues destroyed. You remember Grant, he defeated the Confederacy as the general in charge of the Union Army. These acts of violence against American history are not spontaneous and have nothing to do with what happened to George Floyd, absolutely nothing. Their objective is the very destruction of the United States and its foundations, period. So why has this Marine attacked the university systems? Isn't he playing into their hands? Well, no, not really. This brilliant strategy actually uses the revolutionaries' own tactics against them by turning their weapons on the things that they hold dear. In fact, it's been so effective, a lot of other facts have emerged about other universities, and a movement has begun to seize the endowments of these schools that total in the high billions of dollars to pay slavery reparations. Schools like Harvard, Rice University, Brown University, Columbia University, and even some state schools, like right here, Louisiana State University, all have very strong ties to slavery or the Confederacy and are under this strategy should be canceled, using the proceeds from the seized endowments to pay slavery reparations to their descendants. I know what you're thinking. Manus has gone off his rocker. 
He's now backing these crazy people's objectives. No, I'm not. What's happening here is psychological guerrilla warfare using social media and information operations to crush these people and end this overt effort to destroy the very idea of America. We must get smarter than this enemy, be stronger than them in our actions, and do it in a way that doesn't result in rivers of blood in our streets. My guest today is Army Colonel, retired John Mills. He's an expert in psychological warfare, a university professor, and a great patriot that is gonna help us understand what is happening and what else we can do to end this despicable revolution against us. A retired U.S. Army Colonel John Mills, also a university professor amongst a whole bunch of other things he's highly skilled at, uh, joins me as my guest today. Sir, we're honored to have you on. How are you? Thank you, uh, uh, Colonel, and uh, thank you for your service, too. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we appreciate it. I know some there's some tense, uh, uh, tense moments in the city close to your location, and uh, uh, we are uh, excited to get an opportunity to get an expert's view on one of the things that's going on in this, in this really what looks to me like a, like a, uh, what was a political war to culturally change and, and really take America down at it, to its very foundations, eliminate that and then rebuild something else. But now we're transitioning to a little bit of violence, too, along with that. But this guy is a former Marine combat veteran named Jesse Kelly. He's a talk show host, a strong conservative guy, real humorous guy. He started a, a new line of operation in the war from our side. I call it the American side. And uh, you're a university professor. And what, what are your thoughts on Kelly's hashtag cancel Yale strategy? Uh, to, you know, identify these universities, especially in the Ivy League, that were started by slave traders and funded by them, and their endowments were started by them. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think that is a fascinating approach to the whole topic uh, when the topic of reparations is brought up here. Well, uh, I think if you want to draw a direct line between those aggrieved uh, those who were injured and the modern day uh, instantiation of that, it is the endowment. So I, uh, I find that a very interesting and, and a very logical place to go to. And I'm sure those universities would be very open and, uh, and sharing of those endowments because those are massive if you start to study the business of universities and uh, so I think it is absolutely something that uh, is reasonable and on the table. And I'm sure those universities would be happy to put it on the table. That's interesting uh, that they might actually want to do it. I'm not sure that Jesse thinks that anything will actually happen with it, but I do believe that it's a great strategy from an influence operation perspective. And, and it has some aspects, I believe, and I'm not an expert on this, uh, to psychological operations, too, against uh, these groups. And, and uh, I don't call them protesters. I call them emerging uh, insurrectionists uh, and violent people uh, that, are, that are, you know, using 
criminal activity and force and threat of force and intimidation to, you know, take down statues, burn buildings, uh, and those kind of things. And it's just another, you know, it's another leg into uh, our fight from the good guys side, in my opinion, uh, America's the good guys. And we want to preserve the idea of America. You know, all, all men are created equal. We have certain rights that don't belong to anybody but us. And, and they're not given to us from the government. And you're, you're an expert in psychological operations. I know, John, uh, uh, you have a take or any views, uh, things that you can share of an unclassified nature about uh, what I'm talking about. That's the way I see this uh, thing with Kelly is that it's a it's an influence operation with some psyops. That's what we call psychological operations in the military, folks. Uh, some psyops uh, type uh, techniques uh, and approach to it. And can it work? Uh, absolutely. And just a point, previous point here, I was kidding when I said those universities would be willing to put those endowments on the table. They're going to fight tooth and nail, but that was a beautiful jujitsu. And in many ways, that's what psychological operations is all about, is in many ways advancing your side of the story and also uh, counteracting uh, uh, foreign, uh, uh, your, your opponent's messages. And so that was a beautiful jujitsu there was, okay, you want to talk about reparations? Here's a great resource right here. And everybody will start, whoa, 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 we can't do that. But psychological operations is in many ways, that's what it's all about here. And uh, yeah, I went to the first, I went to the course in uh, 1984, so a, a little while ago. Uh, we used to be brilliant at this, at this field here. And, and we've really lost this art form. But psychological operations is very simply telling honestly, accurately, uh, and truthfully, your side of the story and why your story is better than the opponent's story. And again, we used to be very good at this. We have several different fields nowadays. We have psychological operations, which was kind of reflagged as military information support operations. We have strategic mm -hmm. communications. We have public affairs. We have information operations. That's kind of a problem we have because we have to merge these fields back together again to tell our side of the story. And uh, um, it, it's, it's a very powerful tool. We are in a full-blown influence war. I call, it, I call it a modern information age civil war going on right now with plenty of foreign money and backing. And it's the Communist Party of China funding Antifa. There's Soros money. There's some Russian money. But the big funders right now, they are the Communist Party of China. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think we are in a full-blown civil war, uh, not a shooting civil war. I don't really want to see it to go to that. I mean, you and I have defended the nation in various ways for all of our lives, pretty much. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the best victory, I think, that in my career that we the United States ever had was when the Berlin Wall came down and, and the Soviet Communist Party collapsed uh, without ever having that great power warfare that uh, uh, that uh, usually those types of things have to happen to, in order to stop uh, attacks on freedom-loving peoples. So, I mean, I don't want to see it go to that. Uh, and I think this is just, I, I agree, it's just a fascinating approach. You know, I dove in and, and 
put a couple of rounds in myself uh, because, you know, Louisiana State University, which is not an Ivy League school, but a major SEC school, it's called the Fighting Tigers. And the Fighting Tigers nickname comes directly from a Confederate infantry unit uh, that was the, the best unit when hard jobs had to be done that was always picked. It was the Louisiana Fighting Tigers. So uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, another segue about the Confederacy and slavery, because we all know the Confederates went to war to save slavery and keep their economic value and, uh, and support structure viable as a separate nation. So, you know, and I want and I know that LSU was the old war school is what it's called. And uh, General William T. Sherman was its first superintendent. Then I want them to have to rename the parade field and Tiger Stadium, the Brigadier or the Major General William Tecumseh Sherman uh, Stadium and parade field because they don't even have a portrait of the guy up at LSU. And he won the war. Uh, and helped end slavery along with U.S. Grant, you know. So, and I also know that school provided Confederate soldiers uh, uh, to man the Confederate Army. So, I like Kelly's approach. I think it's great. We want to. I think we want to expand it out and and take them on because it's also what we've talked about many times, uh, along with psychological operations and influence. You have to reach the big crowd of people, right? You have to really. Yeah penetrate the large numbers of the population. And I tell you what, here in Louisiana, there's large numbers of the population that are going to know that they're trying to take down the name of the Fighting Tigers and put William Tecumseh Sherman's name on LSU. Because I don't care what you think, most people don't want it to happen regardless of their background. (laughs) Uh, And that's going to be, I think that's a great approach. That's why I think it's fascinating. I'm I'm, I'm uh, on my social media trying to push the cancel Yale thing and add my two cents worth from my little part of the world down here in southeast Louisiana uh, on the Fighting Tigers. And, and it's not that I'm gone crazy and I want to help them reach their goals either. I, I think that's something that folks on our side need to understand that we got to be better than these people. We've got to use their own tactics against them, their own weapons against them. Uh, and... Uh, We've got to show that we have a stronger political will and that our side is a side worth fighting for and winning. It's the idea of America, not the government, but the idea, you know, does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Absolutely, Rob. Rob, I got an article coming out in Epoch, should be out tomorrow here, and I'm calling it the CCP and the globalists strike back. What you're seeing is a hard push by them. But one of the basic messages in most in all conflicts, most of the population are actually fence sitters. And it's your job as a psyoper. It's our job. We're the blue forces. They're the gray forces. We want to win. We have the better idea and we want to get those fence sitters off. And one of the basic questions uh, I always ask basic psyop is these radical elements, they want to replace our incredible constitution with what? And they can never answer that question. So all they want, there is a hardcore militant element, mainly Antifa, other Mm -hmm. groups. We need to separate them out. And that's part of the basic PSYOP actions here. Separate them out. Show our message clearly 
and let the people decide, are you with this radical fringe or are you with us? Yeah, and it was Churchill, I, I believe, and others. Yeah, we're uh, America is the most horrible form of governance except for everything else. And we have the processes, the procedures, and the systems to change things and address those warts here. So we have the better message. We need to separate out those radicals, show uh, that we, uh, we have the better message. And it's just about clearly articulating. The government, again, the, the U.S., the federal government, uh, is ha having some challenges telling its side of the story. And I don't want to go into a long soliloquy about that. But basic psychological operations applies. And this is going to people's basic motives and interests and agendas. We have the better system. We have the better process. Do you really want to be with this radical fringe? Most people don't. They want to see justice. They want to see the right thing done. But in the end, they don't want to be with these, they don't want to be with these radical elements. And radical hardcore elements will always move in and take over in movements like this. But this is what's going on. This is this Antifa thing did not come out of nowhere. And this was this was classic. Uh, uh, you know, this is actually a tactic out of our playbook from the 50s here. We used to be good at uh, counter counter organizing street activities to uh, counter the communist thugs in a number of places around the world. And we kind of lost that art form. So that's why the U.S. government is caught a little flat-footed, and it's also a domestic situation, and everybody, we've always been so conditioned to not be political. Well, okay, don't be political. It's, do you want our system, or do you want their system? And given, given the choice, most Americans are going to go, uh, I don't want anything to do with the Capitol Hill mob. Most are going to be that. You're not going to get everybody. The whole job in these conflicts is to get enough off the fence onto your side. And we're not mm -hmm. far off that. Okay, people see the chaos. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, our country is diverse. Our country is changing. And that's a good thing here. There's lots of, of wonderful, wonderful legal immigrants that have come to this country. They didn't come to this country to replicate chaos. They came here for our ideals, our values. And they're going... I didn't come here for this. I didn't. I, I left this. I was trying to leave this. And they want to see some leadership. Our president is mm -hmm. giving great leadership. There's lots of forces fighting against him. Uh, and again, a lot of this is Chinese money because they're desperate. And you, you and I are working closely on this, Rob. We're identifying the, the Communist Party has about six months of oxygen, meaning financial capital left. That's what we're trying to cut off. There's an alliance that has occurred between the globalists and the Communist Party, a temporary alliance maybe, don't know. You also got the intersection of these radicals who also operate. Now, I call them the brown shirts. In many ways, Antifa are the brown shirts. You understand uh, the rise of totalitarian Germany with Herr yeah. Hitler in, in, the, in the 30s here. They are the, brown, they are the radical brown shirts. Uh, and we got to deal with them here and we got to got to deal with them decisively. I don't like this. I've never liked Confederate symbology. I've never been crazy about it. But tearing this stuff down is wrong. That's not how we do things in a democracy. And so we got to we got to stop that. We got to have a conversation. We got to separate out the radicals. You always got to separate out 
so people could see the clear distinction, basic psychological operations. This or this, which do you want? Most people are going to come over to our side. Yeah, John, I've never been one to defend the Confederacy either or its symbols. You know, I mean, I'm a descendant of a uh, of two that I know of uh, soldiers from that army, but, you know, uh, they've been declared U.S. veterans by the government, but uh, I've never seen in my, my place to defend them. It's just the tearing the stuff down uh, willy-nilly and, 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 you know, being concerned that, future generations will forget the history. And, and we all know from our experiences uh, that, if, if, you know, those who are who, who forget history and don't learn from it are doomed to repeat it. And we never want to see something like the institution of slavery or anything even close to it rise to the level uh, that it was uh, uh, in the 17th, 18th and 19th century. And not just in in European-based nations, but all over the world, really. And it's still going on in large parts of the world that aren't European-based, like in the Islamic nations and those kinds of things. Uh, but but the Chinese Communist Party, uh, I've noticed that there's this, these folks that the folks that are experts in China, like you are and some other of my colleagues that I work with, uh, call this group the, the Wu Mao. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not, but they're, they're like the... They're like the Chinese operators on social media. Uh, and I've noticed some things here in the last 48 hours that are coming to my attention, and I'm just wondering what your take is on it, uh, in their side of the psychological operation and influence operation, that they've been, they might have been like uh, uh, sending out social messaging, supporting the seizure of the territory by the, the now violent uh, and murderous yeah. uh, uh, thugs, not protesters, but really insurrectionists in Seattle uh, that have now killed several people and kept the police from, from helping and those kind of things. Uh, but the Chinese are, the Wu Mao are actually starting to jump on board with that and show themselves. And I believe, for one, uh, as you mentioned, that, that the, there's Chinese Communist Party money behind a lot of the Antifa and especially the violent uh, aspects of the insurrection, as, as I call it. Uh, that we're seeing now. Are, are you seeing that type of activity also? Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I mean, there's lots of evidence. Uh, the FBI, it takes a little time for them to pivot, rev up. There's two key acts that the FBI can use to shut this down uh, beyond just straight treating this as a foreign intelligence act, uh, a threat, uh, but it's the RICO Act and uh, it's the Foreign Agent Registration Act. And we're starting to, I mean, President Trump uh, has already shut down in the last couple of days a number of Chinese radio stations. And so they have used our open society against us. They think, they think they've pulled a fast one on us. They underestimate the depth and resilience of our nation state. You know, you can't do this in China. So they think they're getting away with something really clever. Well, welcome to an open society. Okay, that's what that's the way we are. But we're a lot more resilient. They're a lot more brittle, and they'll break faster than we will. But yeah, the uh, I, I, uh, the Wumeos, they're they're paid hacks and social media. Again, we got we got to get better on countering their social messaging. But I think a lot of their stuff is very clumsy, is very amateurish. And I think the key is, and this is what I learned. I did I did psychological operations and information operations in Bosnia, 
in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places. And I think the, cri the critical measurement of your success is who listens to you. And there's different ways to measure that. And every time I've operated and worked, they may have not liked us. They may have not liked what I was doing. They may not have liked the American message, but they mm -hmm. sure listened to it. A lot of the Umeos and, their, and the Chinese influence operations, uh, the only people who are listening to it are, are the radical fringe Antifas and, and, and others. Most Americans, it, it just comes across. And again, this is the essence of psychological operations is truth, accuracy, factual nature. And just blathering through a megaphone does not rise to any of those. And most average Americans can tell the difference. And so whether it be the official uh, Chinese, uh, the, the, the CCP Ministry of For Foreign Information or Ministry of Information in uh, Beijing or their wolf warrior diplomats or other things like that, they got a megaphone, they're running around shouting and they just think everybody's listening to them. No, most people think they're total fools and uh, their messages don't make any sense. And what I've noticed especially, I'm relatively new on uh, Twitter, uh, and uh, th uh, thank you, 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 I really appreciate your, your, your help in coaching and mentoring here, but what I've noticed, I've been called in a number of times by, and I don't, I don't want to say who, but a number of people say, hey, I'm being harassed by Wumea, boy, I show up, I, I, I jump in, you know, with a Chuck Norris flying round kick verbal, and yeah. they go running, and the, the, these, these clowns, they, they're not, they're used to transmitting, but as some, as soon as somebody gives a message back, they run away. You know, they, they might, you know, sit there and utter a bunch of foul mouth vulgarities, but it, it, it's childish and amateurish and they sign off and run away real quick. So most people, yeah. again, the key element of the effectiveness of your message is who's listening. Doesn't mean they like you. Doesn't mean they like the message. Who's listening? Far more people listen to us and listen to them because most people it, it is so patently absurd and measurably false that it's just it's pure transmit at max volume and that turns most most americans that turns them off yeah it does it does turn them off john uh but but these these chinese communist party folks i mean they're they're pretty clever too aren't they i mean it's not just in the digital space the digital information space and uh, and those kind of things i mean do you see them uh, uh as having uh, like a, a much larger influence over university students uh, populations in the united states than we would have ever let the soviet communist party have uh, i mean i get that sense but uh, you know, I'm not uh, in the government anymore, haven't seen any recent intelligence, but I definitely get the sense that they're operating at a fairly high and sophisticated level on university campuses. And that's where a lot of these yeah. these uh, and, young and, folks are getting the message. The ones that were out in, in Lafayette Park, you know, uh, this week trying to pull Andrew Jackson down uh, right across from the White House. They're mostly university age folks, right? Well, and we've, we've had a lot of universities, a lot of these university students are actually very open to our message. They just don't get it because nobody's telling it to them. So we have to figure out better ways of getting them. But mm -hmm. um, the, uh, uh, this, I've spent a lot of times fighting with the Soviets, fighting with terrorists, 
fighting with um, the the, uh, the Communist Party of China. The Soviets were too stupid to understand us and what our center of gravity was. The extremists just wanted to blow it up. The communists want to take over our financial system. They understand our center of gravity. They've spent years cacheting, studying us. And this is what's so funny is they read everything we put out. This store is probably, this, this, this whole uh, uh, podcast is probably going to be translated and reviewed number of times. They study everything we do. Um, but they, in many ways, they still, they're, they're a totalitarian system. So they just don't get the concept of an open liberal democratic society here. And that's small L liberal to, to reassure everybody. Um, but, uh, so they just don't, in the end, they can't totally understand it because they are a totalitarian system. They're not a capitalist totalitarian system. They're a crony capitalist, which is not capitalism. Government picking winners and losers is not capitalism here. Uh, and right. you know, some, that's happened here. Uh, but for the most part, um, so they have done full spectrum influence operations domestically years preparing cacheting on a scale the Soviets only dreamed of. Um, so they are far more sophisticated, far more, uh, uh, into our university systems, although you got to remember, the Soviets were pretty into a lot of groups there, Screen Actors yeah. Guild, everything, blah, blah, blah. There's a book behind me. Read it. Very important because it's very applicable today. So, but there are, there are levers we can push. I say again, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, rarely used. The DOJ website needs to be updated because they seem to want to, uh, communicate that the 2017 FARA case against uh, somebody named Lieutenant General Flynn was a big accomplishment. I think they need to update their mm -hmm. website. Yeah. So, um, but it's hugely powerful. And it just in the last essentially less than a year have they started to apply it against the, the CCP threat. But every time we use it, whoa, it has massive effects beyond that immediate case. Um, uh, so the Foreign Agent Registration Act shutting down uh, the Thousand Talents program. Uh, I think we've only gotten about under 100 university professors, but, you know, the tactic, this is very, very simple. What have we gotten, uh, I believe, most, if not all of them on? Lying on a signed federal form. Never, ever lie on a signed yeah, John, federal John, explain form. for my viewers that Thousand Talents program in 30 seconds. Just What is that? And it's very simple. Uh, it's using massive cash payments to buy off university professors and academics. That's uh, it's it's that's essentially the whole thing, and it's been very effective because I am sure some cases the university professors did not realize what they're doing is wrong. But you make a few examples out of people who were the most egregious violators. You know, failure to report, because you have to report when you apply, apply for government grants, you have to report all these income sources. You forget right. to report 10000 bucks a month from uh, uh, some institution inside of China. That's not a rounding error. That's that's a willful evasion. A willful evasion. 
So it's a, it, they're buying off academics, but we're the FBI and Department of Education have done very effective of tracking a number of academics. And believe me, everybody is panicking now and trying to figure out how they can return their money. Yeah, and that'll disrupt that Chinese messaging to students, too, quite a bit, I'm sure, uh, because uh, you know that those professors that were doing that were were passing information to their students uh, from a positive perspective of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, and there's nothing positive about Chinese Communist Party activities. As you said, they're completely totalitarian. So. You've done a lot of thinking about this. You've been involved in it as an operator and a thinker uh, and those kind of things. Uh, but in today's digital and social media and information space, are there like, you know, two or three simple tactics the average citizen can use if they come across uh, uh, these uh, Wumao or any other uh, thing that they, you know, activity they can identify as something coming from uh, or might be coming from a foreign actor uh, and what are they? Well, I, I tell you what, if somebody is active on uh, Twitter, uh, just say something negative, uh, a ferreting operation is uh, just say something negative about the CCP. You normally will get attention fairly quick because of their massive data search, data analytics, data storage capabilities. Mm -hmm. Usually somebody's vectored in your direction pretty quick. So, you know, especially I want, one thing is when somebody, essentially nobody is following them, but they're following thousands of people. That's usually a giveaway that if nothing else, they're a lurker. But especially if that happens right after you say something neg negative about the CCP, just put that, I, I, I let everybody know, say something negative about the CCP and don't be over the, over the top. You don't have to be, you know, you know, vulgar profanity laced, leave that to them. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, cause a lot of times their comebacks are so juvenile and amateurish when you, when you say something confidently, boldly, factually accurate. They don't know yeah. what to say besides, uh, you know, letting a few zingers go on you. And again, uh, a few people have, have alerted me and brought me into a conversation, and I've sent these people packing because they're not used to somebody standing up to them and throwing a few facts their way. Absolutely. That's, that's incredible. Uh, I've used the tactic myself uh, to see what would happen, and you're, you're in fact correct. I just wanted folks to hear it from you, an expert in uh, this type of activity. Uh, uh, what they can look for and what they can do. I mean, I mean, you can do it and you can report these things to the FBI, you know, the Department of Homeland Security, the, the platform operators, you know, like Twitter. You can report these activities uh, and uh, they'll get closer analysis. Uh, uh, but it is kind of fun to, uh, to uh, get them to agitate and get them started up so you can really see what their messaging is and uh, how they use it to attack uh, regular Americans like you and me. Well, John, tell folks uh, what your Twitter handle is. I'm going to I'm gonna ask my followers to come follow you because I've been uh, following you on Twitter for a little bit now since you came on, and, and, and I'm really impressed with uh, uh, your learning curve uh, is, is uh, quite well-rounded, and uh, you're doing really well, especially in the area of the Chinese. So I, I regularly, regularly retweet your stuff. Uh, when it comes to calling these jerks out. So uh, how can folks find you on Twitter? 
Yeah, Colonel John retired. Very simple. Okay. Well, brother, thank you very much. I do appreciate you coming on. And uh, again, thank you for your service. Uh, happy 4th of July. Uh, next week will be the 4th of July, America's Independence Day. And God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we want to thank uh, retired Colonel Mills for joining us today and lending us and our audience his expertise in psychological warfare uh, and his knowledge of the university system uh, and giving us some things to think about of how we can defeat this enemy without it resulting in, you know, massive uh, fatalities or injuries or even fighting amongst us. Because we can. This is America, and I'll see you next week on The Rob Mayer Show.